Hello, hey, and welcome to Ask the Color Expert. My name is Elaine Travis. I am a career hair colorist, independent educator, and author of the book, A Colorful Journey. I'm here every week sharing tips, tricks, and stories that are all things hair color. Thanks for joining me, and let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to the Ask the Color Expert podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing another passionate, passionate hairstylist who has caught my attention on more than one occasion on social media. Her name is Missy Walker. She is from Bend, Oregon, and she has been a salon professional four years longer than me. She is 38 years in the industry. Why she is here today and why I chose to interview her is because her passion is so, so apparent in her Facebook and social media posts. Um, We are from a generation that we did not learn how to do that. It has not been easy for us. And anytime she has attended any educational event that I have also attended, she jumps off the page. She's she's putting into practice immediately what she is learning in that educational opportunity. So I couldn't wait to invite her to this podcast, and I'm so grateful that she is here today. Welcome, Misty. Thank you very much. It's a great pleasure to be here today. I have enjoyed your podcast and all the education that you've been doing lately. I've had a blast with it. <laughs> Thank you. Now, are you a virgin? Is this your first podcast? Am I taking your podcast virginity right now? Yes, you are. I've never done this. That's awesome. (laughs) I love that. It's so fun, right? To be able to do this. Who who knew that, uh, you know, uh, women of our age would ever be chatting on a podcast someday, just effortlessly like two girlfriends from two complete different coasts of the country. So you have to love the uh, ability for us to do that. And you have, you have the raspy voice like me. So I think that you need your own podcast, Misty. I think that's something that uh, needs to happen. (laughs) It would be cool. I thought about that a few times and uh, my husband's talked to me about it and I'm like, what do I talk about? But you are a hero to watch. So you've given me some ideas. (laughs) Well, if you're loving what I'm doing, then I can tell you that it's just literally just talk. I I never have an agenda. You and I are going to chat right now on this podcast and there are no list of questions. I did not email you 16 times. I've been on other people's podcasts and I feel like I'm applying for a 30 year mortgage. You know, it's like a series of emails of, you know, what about this? What about that? And what about links? And And I'm like, oh, hell no. I want this to be somebody's taking a walk right now. And they're like, you know what, instead of just letting my head have the story going nonstop on a reel, I'm going to listen to something fun and interesting and and hopefully get some nugget out of it about hair. And that's basically how I roll. So, so let's keep it casual and just, you know, chat just like we are now. This is my favorite thing. I never edit anything. So if there's a crazy faux pas that happens, it happens. Um, (laughs) It's kind of like in our industry where people are spending way too much time with filters and editing and trying to make the hair look so damn perfect. And that's not real. And it sets us, the hairstylist up for when the next client comes in with that photo and we feel bad about ourselves because we can't emulate that photo when the person who did it couldn't emulate it either without the filter. Right. I like the raw look myself. I have never used a filter. Um, there's a lot of people that like to do it, but to me, it's like, 
you're hiding something that you don't want to show. hundred percent, a hundred percent. You, we did the revival event, you attended revival and every single educator almost immediately after their session wrapped up, I would see a, a post in the revival Facebook group from you doing exactly what you just learned. Vivian would do a technique with, you know, an upstyle. You had a doll head with that upstyle within not even an hour after the class. That is something as both a former salon owner, as a stylist myself, and as an educator, that is so, so rare, especially 30 plus years. Once you hit that 30 year mark, it's my back hurts, my feet hurt. I hate my clients. I hate my husband. I hate my mother-in-law. I hate my mom. I hate my life. I hate my house. I hate my kids. You're just in that. I'm sure you can relate. You're completely exhausted by life and not just hair, just life has gotten the best of you and you're just completely worn out. And for me, having that passion for hair and color and what I do professionally saved my life from all the other strain. So I kind of see that in you. I don't even know you, but I'm guessing that that's what lights you up as well, that it's that hyper-focused on the craft and what can be and the excitement of new after all these years is what lights you up and gives you energy. It's the journey. And, you know, you've been there and you've done, uh, what, three, four decades now of different kinds of hair. And, you know, I started at uh, a very young age and uh, I graduated out of beauty school before high school. And so I had um, plans to be a platform artist and uh, I love editorial work. And then I met a GI (laughs) and then I graduated high school and then it was off to Europe for a couple of years and didn't really get started except for learning military barber work and uh, doing uh, some perms and stuff. Uh, I did a German boss's color one time um, from a store product and it was a disaster because you don't have a cupboard full of things to do. And uh, so I ended up paying her to have her hair fixed. So I says, I will <laughs> I'll never ever color hair unless I have a toolbox of things to do because, you know, one shelf product and that was just right out of beauty school. You know, you think that this is going to bleach her hair up to a bleach. And I got that nice little orange one in the middle Mm. of your color and (laughs) we couldn't fix it. Uh, I couldn't do it at any store product. And so I gave her money back and then paid to have it fixed. And then it made me go on to be, besides my mother, to go on to be a board certified colorist. Color is my passion because of a few other little mistakes I've been, um, I would be the adventure of, you know, always going to travel the world to do hair, you know, all the hair shows and do everything. I got to do a little bit of that, but not as much as I like. And then you um, get a a chance to move back home and open your own salon. And that's where I ended up in Oregon. Um, I've got, you know, you make your dream sheets and you just start filling them out as you go along. And you keep going back to them and seeing what's important and what's not. And 
Um, I always had these big dreams. I had three salons, but uh, if you do like rental things, you have a silent partner that's not always the best thing. And I had some of the worst landlords. <laughs> and so uh, you just kind of hop and skip and you keep fighting and finding another dream. And then I was in my last salon for 12 years and got a uh, uh, in a bad car accident, not my fault, whiplash, concussion, mm. and lots of pain. And so then um, I forgot about my lease. And my landlord uh, evicted me in the middle of that after 12 years. And so I'm coming out of uh, the those lows and those depressions and those anxieties, but wanting to give up hair, but you think, what do I do? I am hair. I live becomes hair. the identity. Yep. I couldn't. I couldn't imagine doing anything else except for cooking or cleaning house. <laughs> and that and, sounds awful to me. <laughs> I'll stick with the hair and the eviction <laughs> rather than know, the cooking and cleaning. Then what do you do? You start going out. Um, thirty-eight, almost what thirty-four years of owning your own salons and being on your own and trying to get a job. And coming from 1,200 square feet by yourself down to a cupboard. Well, so uh, I didn't know Facebook. I didn't know Instagram. Um, I was at my last hair show. It was about four years ago. and ran into a really neat gal named Jamie, and she was teaching Instagram. So I signed up for her academy. And then I met this wonderful lady from Canada who taught me Facebook. And so then I went to Creative Live and I took a year of writing and uh, photography. And uh, my son, I tried to get into photography when he was little. So I have all kinds of light boxes that I bought him and cameras and things like that and my phone. And so I've been seeking that. And you've been on my uh, phone for, oh, about a year and a half with all your free classes and different, you know, challenges and different things. And so I take those up and you introduced me back to some of my big heroes. And then one day in your podcast, I heard you talk about Vivian and I'm like, oh my goodness, (laughs) that's so exciting. She knows Vivian too. And I was uh, doing a fundraiser to go to her academy. And when, uh, and so I had that going on and then you had the revival come up and the, and another thing with the Wilsons. And I remember Philip from the eighties and nineties um, coming up and I loved his work. And then Mary came on with him and all that and hadn't seen him in years. Because, excuse me. So they all went to the internet. And if you don't know about Facebook or Instagram, you're in a dead pool of no knowledge, no mm-hmm. education, nothing. You know, it's in a place where you pick and choose by a little uh, cosmoprof who does the big show up in Seattle. And that was my main thing. And then I have a guy from Italy that comes every two years and I take coloring cutting classes from him. So education is like three or four, maybe even six times a year that is a a need for me to do something and participate in things. Um, I like hair, fashion, and it's just like a different journey. So when I lost the salon, I went back into my beauty school book and checked all the things off my list that I hadn't done. 
And it was like, oh, editorial work, you know, I never got to do any of that. And so then there's a modern salon, colorist, and I can't remember the other one that comes to me and I read all their articles and see everything. And so uh, 10 years ago, there was Nicholas French that had this big academy down there at the Skyview. And I was like, oh, I wanted to do that one and forgot about all that. And so it was because it was on my list, you know, and looking all the years and marking them off. And one day Launchpad had come to me and Vivian's ad was in there talking about all the photography stuff. And I said, oh, that's my dream class. Oh, I would love to go to it. Put the book away, stuck it underneath my station and it stayed there. And then she sent a video. I tell you, I love Facebook and Instagram. Oh my goodness, all my education just comes to me. <laughs> it's like the luck and it's finally like, okay, I've been so in a community with nobody that likes education and here I'm swimming and wanting to go. And uh, the video came in, I wrote, wrote an uh, application out, she accepted it and I said, oh, I can't afford it, I put it away. And then I got it back. and. A client said to me, how come you're not going to go to that academy? I says, well, I didn't have the down payment and I missed the opportunity. And she says, I would have given that to you. So I had a client uh, give me the down payment for Vivian. And so I got that going. And then I put a little sign up on my station. And then uh, people started donating and they paid for my whole trip to New York. That's amazing. And so that was exciting. And I've always heard of this from hairdressers. If you want to buy a salon or if you want to do something, just have 10 clients give you $1,000. And there you go. You got your down payment. <laughs> you, If you think big like that, well, the other day I was just putting out uh, from Elaine. She was, I knew the time was getting down and I was very interested in joining her her group and the color experts, because you know, that's what I want to think that I am. So I want to keep current and, and talented. So I put it out there to one of my clients and she said, when we were checking her out for, uh, she came over for a pedicure. I do pedicures too, because I was a spa. I like the whole beauty thing. I have four clients, but I make $400 or $500, you know, per client. Cause I do different things on them. And so it just adds the ticket up. Smart. And so that was when I had my spa. So she's here and she says, Misty, how much was that class again? And I says, almost $600. And she says, okay. And so she wrote me a check for my, my, my new class and we'll have to get together because I'm having problems kind of getting it all dialed in onto my phone <laughs> and finding it and stuff. So, but I've, I've been in there a little bit already, have been enjoying it. And then last night we had the the wig expert on. And so Isn't I, I right. He is so funny. <laughs> yes. It was great because, you know, Vivian makes wigs and talks about all the different things. And we talked about filters. Well, I kind of is a little bit naive because I haven't been into a lot of that part in a long time. It's always just been behind the chair and just keeping current that way. So when you look at videos and cameras, you don't think about wig pieces that they put in there and they color it and how they add different stuff in there to create. You think that, oh, everybody's hair is kind of going to do that. But no, um, they, they really have a camera eye and 
creative coloring and they put all this stuff in there and then it's, it makes this advent guard or beautiful and it's like oh she needs extensions now so i'm thinking maybe i need to learn how to do that for the photography part and the wig parts you know i do cut a lot of my clients's uh that has had cancer and or just prefers to wear wigs because they have no hair and so I actually have a client that's moving back to New Jersey uh, and she's going to bring her two wigs in and get them cut before she leaves. She's only been talking about it for a year now, so I'll eventually get them done. I so, loved what he said about the uh, using the verbiage cranial prosthetic for the insurance company. That for me yes. was the best tip all night because it's so sad to think that when someone is devastated with that type of diagnosis. It's, you know, devastating to you personally. There's a lot of emotional stuff, but as you know, most women are the most nervous and upset about the hair loss. I loved what he said about knowing from the diagnosis, how he was able to shave their own hair and then make a custom wig with their own hair. That was genius to me. Like, I've never worth, heard that. One. I've never, ever heard that before. That was me amazing. Neither. That was so, like the best topper I thought on the cake right there. I was yeah. just like, wow. You know, because I we do a lot of cutting off. Um, I just did one of my little Hispanic girls that grew her hair out. and We just cut 16 inches off wow. and said, and one of my clients uh, bought the wig with the hair to, to for a child. And uh, that was like so exciting. You know, there are some really generous people that I know and they do some amazing things. So I had called her up to ask where to send it. And she says, you know, it's like $1,800. And I said, oh no, I didn't know. She says, but I'll pay for that for you. You just get the hair to me and I'll send it out. And I said, oh, thank you. Now, I don't know if you are aware of what a bright light you are as a person, When you're saying these stories, what I'm hearing from you is your never ending positivity and bright light and dream and goals. And, and you're like the epitome of living the secret, you know, when the secret movie came out and the book and everybody was like, what the heck is the secret thing people are talking about? (laughs) And as someone, you know, at my age, 53 years old and, and hitting the, what I now took, I coin as the FU 50, when you turn 50, you're like, I don't care about anything anymore. I am not pleasing anyone, but me now it's my turn. Um, but I think fully stepping into that belief system of we do create every single one of our own circumstances, every single thing that happens down to your car accident. That's a really sucky thing that happened to you, but it changed your trajectory and you would not have, you would have kept hanging into that salon and you would have been beaten down and miserable. And that was not where you're supposed to be. You had other things on that list. You had Vivian on your list. You had editorial on your list. You had all those things. And we get caught up in the doing that we stop being who we want to be because we're doing all of this stuff. And I mean, I just, I get to see you right now. This is a podcast (laughs) for everyone else, but your smile and your sparkle in your eyes as you're talking about this at 38 years of doing all of these things, you are you didn't even get started yet. You're not bored. You're not jaded. You're not bitter. You're like, you know, I learned this. Now I got to learn that. I I figured this out. Now I got to figure that out. And, and that's what people don't really understand. Someone, someone can listen to you right now on this podcast and they can say, oh, well, 
she's lucky because her client paid for that class and, and she was able to go and she named it. Well, you went and not only did you do it, but you did the work when you came home, you put it into action. We can all sit through Vivian's class, Philip's class, my class, you know, anybody can show up and just sit there and roll their eyes and be on their phone and texting and all the things that a lot of people do and say, I went to the class. Right. But until you take that action and make it part of your everyday routine and embrace it and do something with it, then you might as well have skipped it altogether. So I, I just hope that it's, it's coming through to other people. What I'm hearing and seeing is that you are a perfect example of, you could make a million excuses of getting drug all over to other countries with your husband, but you didn't kill that dream. You postponed it and you made the best of the time that you were there and you've lived a life that most people will never get to do and, and living in other countries and experiencing cultures. So you just flipped it. You know, you didn't right. say not, not ever. You said not now. And I love that. Yeah. You just have to keep dreaming and don't give up on the dreams that mean a lot to you. And, um, one thing that my, I, I love my beauty school owner. She was absolutely phenomenal. She was a Sebastian Redkin school. And that was, that was my passion there. Um, Jerry, um, when she retired from Sebastian and sold her company, that's when my world fell apart. It was like all of a sudden my whole entire like education board, makeup, hair, color, everything, skincare. She just, when she left, it was like my whole business left. She was <laughs> absolutely amazing. I, I still remember the feeling of being at a show where she was teaching. It was incredible. I mean, I just would look up to her and be like, I need to be her someday. <laughs> She's amazing. So it definitely is a void. Um, yes. You know, she left the scene for sure. So that kind of, uh, that journey there was um, coming through and with my school owner about your dreams and, and how important they are. And when you're behind the chair, it's only you that holds you back from making creative coloring. Okay. It keeps you, you can, you can introduce your client to everything and anything if it's done appropriately and they trust you and they believe in you and you believe that you can do it for them. And it sells naturally that way. And so, you know, you don't always get to do some of that really fun stuff, but that's what the dolls are for. <laughs> I was going to say, it hasn't stopped you. You've been having a good old time with those girls. And, and that's what's yeah. so great because we can keep redoing them. You know, they're long, do the updos, all that, cut them medium length, cut them layered, then cut them short. Like we watched Philip go from long to pixie in one 90 minute session. That was mind blowing that he was able to do that yeah. so effortlessly. Uh, and it's so cute to see him and uh, Mary together. I call them Sonny and Cher. I'm like, she, oh, yeah. she keeps them on track and, and is always, <laughs> you know, Philip, stop doing that. Do this. Step into the light. You need more light. So it's, it's amazing that they can work together so well because being married and, and working together are two quite different things. Oh, I, I can imagine. We were, I worked, oh, 15 years with my husband, but he was the front desk guy and the, you know, uh, the money and all the other kind of stuff, the back stuff. So it was pretty easy that way. So 
we, he had a different job and I had a different job and it was wonderful. So when that car accident came into play, our world just changed totally different. And so it took three years to get over it. But when I found all this education, it was like a whole new dream to get back into the passion and um, with the clients uh, with COVID right now, what a great opportunity for me. I take two days off a week for education and grandchildren. And then I do photo shoots. I've been actually, uh, Mary posted um, this new barber on the uh, Facebook group the other day. And it's called G-Dragon, the, the mullet. And so I just, <laughs> I just finished one. I got a hold of my client's son and got me a mullet and it looks fabulous. I videotaped it my first full through and not too bad. I'm kind of excited. I got to figure out how to edit it. And so um, it's just like, you know, I find all kinds of things to keep me entertained. And I've got actually more on my plate for fun than, than to have for work right now because people aren't coming in. So, but it, it's building my education. And when they come back, they're going to, they're going to see a whole new Misty. <laughs> well, I, I don't think that they probably had any issues with the old Misty because it sounds like you've been pretty perky and happy forever. Um, but again, it goes back to, you know, everybody, I shouldn't say everybody, a lot of people are sitting in the woe is me of COVID and rightfully so. I mean, never has yeah. there been a time when we've been forced to close our salons, whether we like it or not. And, you know, the fear of actually getting sick, of losing loved ones, all of that is present. But you're, you're smiling from ear to ear saying, oh my gosh, this has been so amazing. I've gotten to do all this great education. And I think if we have the ability to send out a poll to every single licensed hairstylist in the country and said, how much of your time during COVID have you spent looking toward the future and, and reining in this opportunity to grow yourself as a human being, not even just your craft, but, you know, doing some, some reflection and self-help mm -hmm. stuff and just growing as a person, or are you laying in bed with the shades pulled with the covers over your head and a total depression? You know, it's in, in every situation, it always comes down to each person's choice and perspective. Um, something interesting that happened a few years ago, I went to this amazing spa and I happened to be there during a breast cancer special event that I wasn't aware of. So my girlfriend, my best friend and I were there and we didn't know that that was going on. And every activity that we did, we kept meeting a woman who was recovering from breast cancer. So I'm like, okay, obviously something is going on. Not that many people can be in one place. So I was getting coffee and it was one of those all-inclusive, go up to the smoothie bar at any time. And I kept hearing people order things with soy. So I was like, oh, I've always wanted to try soy. I don't know why I'm supposed to try it or what's healthy about it, but I'll try it now. So I ordered my smoothie and I said, can I have that with soy milk? And the woman next to me said, you know, you're a woman of a certain age that's, you know, in that perimenopausal stage, you may want to not start that habit because it's known to cause um, breast cancer in women. I was like, oh my gosh, thank you for that. Like I, I had no idea. So of course we start to chit chat and we ended up going on this horse excursion that was amazing and we were on the bus going to the activity and she sat next to me and I said oh I didn't realize you know that there was a special event this weekend and she said you know 
I can honestly look, look at my cancer now as the best thing that ever happened to me. Wow. And I kind of looked at her like, whoa, I've yeah. never heard that in my life. That's something you would probably say because you're so <laughs> freaking positive. Um, but I was like, really? And she said, <laughs> why? She yeah. said, I was diagnosed and my whole world just crumbled around me. I couldn't feel my fingers. I couldn't, you know, the world was spinning. I couldn't believe that it was happening. And I instantly went into anger. Why me? This isn't fair. Just like lashing out and being really bitter and all the normal things that you would think would be your reaction. And she said, I went through all the treatments. I, you know, was hundred percent in remission. Life went back to normal. And then I got it again. Mm-hmm. And she said, I understood in that moment that the, the message that my body was trying to give me about what I needed to do differently, I didn't get the first time. So cancer said, here I am again, because I want to tell you what you need to do to change yourself so that this thing doesn't keep coming back. Your car accident got your attention. Um, Anything physical, I, I love that book from Louise Hay, you can heal yourself because anything physical, you know, an arm that hurts, like right now I have shoulder issues. I have to look up what shoulder is. Um, but it's your body telling you that something is in dis-ease. You know, it's like you're, something's off. That's where the yep. word disease comes from. And especially as hairdressers, as mothers, as now for you, you're blessed to be a grandmother and a babysitting grandmother. So we get busy and we fill our lives with chaos to avoid ourselves most times. We don't want to sit and look in the mirror and figure out what's wrong. We want to just keep being busy enough that we don't have to pay attention. And then something huge, like your unfortunate accident, um, I'm sure you can now look at it and say, wow, it really did shake things up for me. I'm happy that you're okay and I'm I'm happy that, you know, that all is good now. I'm sure at the time you were doing the boo-hoo, why me? Why did this happen? This is awful. Um, but I just find that interesting that the older that I get and the more that I experience those type of things that I can now see in other people, what the message is when they sometimes can't see it in themselves. And it all comes with age experience and, you know, and, and doing the work, honestly. Yep. Yep. I agree. Yeah. It was pretty rough there for a while and then not having, you know, it was an immediate thing at my house, you know, get the clients to come. Then it was, you know, where am I going to work and how am I going to fit in and body hurting and sick. And what happened is I had an appendix tear and I got really sick and it took almost a year and a half before we figured out. And so I would be up and down. Oh, can't see my hands. (laughs) I'm moving them up and down. (laughs) And so it was just really rough and not knowing what was going on until six weeks before my son got married. I thought I had the flu. And I was so happy that I only had a couple of clients that day. And I was back in the spa room sitting in the, uh, the makeup chair. And my husband said, what's wrong? I says, we have to go home. You got to cancel the last appointments. I can't do this. I'm sick. And then I went in, went home. And then at three o'clock in the morning, it was like, take me to the emergency room. And then it was after it got all healed, I felt, felt like, wow, that's what was making me sick after the car accident. Because ever since the car accident, I kept getting these rushes of this um, 
like the flu feeling and then it would go away and then I would be down for a week. And so I had a little bit of that. And so it was really nice once the, my son's uh, wedding was done and over and it just felt like the whole weight was off and it's like, Oh, I actually feel good now. <laughs> so and now my was- mom used to say, you know, as long as you have your health, that's all that matters. And, and of course you want it that sports car or that vacation. I'm like, oh, health schmelf. But when you don't feel good, when you're going through something physical, you cannot enjoy other things. You can't enjoy playing with your grandchildren. You can't enjoy a dinner out or going to a Broadway show because you don't feel good, you know? So it really is. Yeah. It's hard to enjoy food too, when you get that nauseous sickness and stuff. So and then you're at work and all of a sudden you just turn this white and people look at it and it's like, what's wrong with you? I said, I don't feel so good at the moment. It just passes. It's okay. How <laughs> did know? they finally diagnose that? I've never heard of a tear. I, I hear of appendicitis, but I've never heard of a tear. Well, when I went in at three o'clock, they, you know, set me in that cat stand thing, you know, where they took it and they saw that it had a little, it was leaking is what they said. And so, um, he comes out and asks me if I had a surgeon. And I says, yeah, I carry one in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> and he looked at us and says, no, really, do you have a surgeon? I says, no, I don't have a surgeon. Can I call the one on emergency call? And I said, oh, please do. Yeah, I, I remember because I, I thought it was so funny. Like everybody <laughs> has a- their surgeon. My guy, yeah. I got a guy <laughs> in case something leaks. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. So, so what would you, I, I could literally talk to you all day, but most people listening to podcasts have about a 30 minute attention span. Okay. So, so this has been amazing, but if you could give your former self, your former before the accident, before the closing of the salons, when you were at the toughest part in your career, now being able to look back so crystal clear, what advice would you tell that that version of Misty? Well, just keep, you know, keep going. Don't give up. Giving up is the hardest thing. You know, you can throw your tantrums, you can do everything, but don't give up. But and there's times you want to do it, but you have to have strong will. You got to be a strong-willed person and you got to believe that you can do this and get yourself out of it and get up and go. And then if you have crutches, go to school and learn how to use them. <laughs> you know, throw them away. Go go find something that you're passionate about. You know, that's where you're going to find things again is your passion. Um, talk to people that can encourage you and, you know, uh, learn Facebook. <laughs> learn Instagram. <laughs> if I hadn't done that, I was forced, you know, and it was like, well, I don't have a salon anymore. How am I going to grow a business? How am I going to restart? How am I going to do this? And um, so I knew it was that I needed to do that. And that's where I started. I didn't give up, even though I wanted to. I get mad at my dolls. I throw my fit in the bedroom so nobody can see me. And then I come <laughs> back out and then I'm okay. It's all right. I could do it next time. I messed up the, the firefly with the Wilsons. <laughs> that's a tough cut. I remember that at Vidasa soon. That was one of the toughest cuts that we did it was at the end of our training and it was still really tough so that's uh, yeah understandable for sure <laughs> so you know then you just go back and start and then you sign up for the class again and say when's the next one 
<laughs> I love so that. So what's left on the bucket list? What's your next uh, mountain that you're going to attack? I want to get a picture, you know, kind of published. That's my goal. I've always wanted to get into modern salon or into there with some, I love the before and bohemian kind of style and I love color. So well, I'm how about learning. Naha? Have you ever put your hat in the ring with Naha? Um, I have not, but that's always been an inspiration. It's something I've wanted to do. So I'm practicing and, you know, I'm going to find my way how to get there. Um, it's amazing how much I've already found out uh, just with you and all your connections and teachers and educators, the Wilsons with their, you know, um, I learned and I'm growing and I'm practicing and, you know, that's what I love seeing those photos and knowing that, you know, I could do that. So I love challenges and I, I just want to get also, I love the before and after of real people because that, and, and so my idea is, is doing like I did yesterday. I had my, uh, um, my Parisian woman from Peru in yesterday and we had three dresses and I did three different updo kind of braids and iron curls, took some pictures. And so I want to get clients to come and do that and that. pay for that. You know, I, I do their hair, their color. I might, I used to do makeup, but I'm kind of like, I don't know if I could do it anymore. So I might, cause it's been years get a makeup artist to do my makeup and just kind of start my own little editorial foundation with the community that I'm in. That's kind of where I'm at. And, and I have to practice somewhere and then somehow I got to get a really good photo into modern salon and launch pad and the colorist, you know, uh, I would love to be able to do that. That's always been a dream. <laughs> well, it will, it will absolutely happen because if anyone can get it done, it is, Surely you, I have, I have great faith in you. I'm going to be looking for that photo. Thank <laughs> you so much for this time. You, you my face hurts from smiling. I love your I energy. Just so contagious. And I'm going to be smiling for the rest of the day. And I'm sure everyone listening is, is smiling as well. So thank you so much. And thank you everyone for listening. And we will see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to the Ask the Color Expert podcast. Please subscribe and be sure to leave a review. For more information on hair color education, please visit my website, www.expertcolorsolutions.com. See you soon.